AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. The Volume. Just a reminder, you can catch us recording this podcast live on AMP. AMP is a new live radio app that lets you call in and chat with us in person while we're recording. Get the app on Apple's App Store and make sure you follow us at at Jenkins and Jones to get notified when we go live. Welcome to Jenkins and Jones on the Volume Podcast Network. It is Wednesday, May 31th, and we are talking basketball, shooty hoops on the Amazon AMP application. Thanks for following us. Thanks for tuning in live, or if you're uh, listening on the other platforms, thanks for listening there. As always, Jenkins and Jones, hosted by LeJethro Jenkins, a.k.a. John. What's up, Bubba? Dragonfly Jones, a.k.a. Tyler. Hey, everybody. Have a good one. Produced by Jackson Saffon. <laughs> you were talking about crickets. Put the crickets <laughs> in. Put, hey, put hey, the crickets in. You're gonna be very active on this episode. Bro. I, Come on, I brother. Am the producer of this show. Hello. <laughs> I'm I'm Guardy V, aka Mike. Motherfucking Mike. Motherfucking Mother Mike. Fucking Mike. Jackson. It's Wednesday morning. Game was uh, two nights ago. Just doing my usual check. I just got got to make sure the show list is correct. Uh, game seven at home. In the garden, how many points did the Boston Celtics win by, and how excited they won by forty? You didn't, you didn't know. <laughs> if you didn't realize that, then maybe we should do the pot a little later. You should go watch the game. They actually won by a lot. It's crazy. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. That's crazy. Hold on. Wait a minute. I'm getting a report here from ESPN. <laughs> Producing for you, folks. <laughs> um, Jackson, at what point in the game did you start to think about how much you wish that your job was not listening to Draymond Green and your friends at the Jenkins and Jones show making fun of you for being a Celtics fan? Uh, I reconsidered life choices pretty early on. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> no, I mean, it's fine. It's whatever. I was bummed about it. Honestly, the fact that it was it was so ugly the whole game. Like it wasn't I think I would have felt much worse if it was a the it, the reverse the of, the, a of the Derek White situation or something not even that yeah. dramatic. Like they were mm -hmm. in it at the end and then Jimmy Butler just ripped our hearts from our chests in the fourth quarter. Like I think that would have been worse. <laughs> this this that would have been more like existential sort of dread. This was just like, oh, right. Of course. Of course the Celtics did all of this to come back to just completely shit the bed in game seven. Of course they did. Yeah. Yeah. Also, potato was... angle injury 26 seconds in took a lot of air out of my sails. That's for sure. <clears throat> oh, man, bro. That I was like. And he, and he he was hurt the entire game too. There was no, you know, we he never looked like himself for for 
after that first eight seconds of the game. But you know but, what? Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I, I was going to say he had like 14 and 11. Like, you know, regardless of it, the shot was off. Him crashing the boards like that showed you that he was, you know, he laid that shit all out there on one fucking angle. Right, right. He was giving you what he could give you, you know yeah. what I mean? Which was grit and grind, you know what I mean? That's what. That's crazy. That's so. It was a hater's delight because I love Tatum and I was happy to be able to be like, oh, well, it's not a serious injury. You know, mm-hmm. he'll, he'll be recovered, you know, probably by the time the finals are over. But it was like, so, you know, he's blame free in this. You know what I mean? Like he played as hard as he could on the ankle. It was just the entire Celtics organization and their fan base, you know, like clearly didn't have it. Uh, and, and there was no stress on my end. It was very clear. Vinny and I were jumping around the living room yelling, run these bums <laughs> like the entire <laughs> second half. <laughs> uh, but I do, I have to say, I mean, it, it, it was crazy how good the atmosphere was. And you heard all the TNT guys were talking about it. Like, you know, all the X players wanted to play. Everyone was saying, it's like, man, we've been at finals games that didn't have this. Like you could just see the energy was crazy from like an hour before tip off. And it's really impressive how the Celtics completely failed to tap into it. Like, if they had made one three-pointer in the first quarter, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, But it, it was like sitting on a diamond mine and just never brushing the dirt off the top of it or something. I mean, it was, it was like, it's right there, and they literally did nothing for like the entire game to tap into that shit. It was, the consistency was impressive. I was impressed by them. Yeah, it's it, it's like, you know, going back to what we said when we gave our game seven previews, it was like, bro, I saw too much stupid in the fucking in, in, in that uh third quarter game six for the Celtics mm-hmm. to pick them in game seven. They and and fucking Sposa Shaw saw that shit too. When his eyes were wide as fuck, when he was banging on the table, like, let's run that shit back right now. <laughs> like he knew those motherfuckers were food too. Like, I am not at all a fucking NBA championship level coach. Like Spo might be the best fucking coach doing it right now. I think Pop might pop, pop back into the conversation now that he's got a fucking weapon of mass destruction coming his way, but but bro, it, he had the same type of face that I have when I'm I've been like, I'm a lifelong Madden 2K player. Like I had that was the same as I had when a motherfucker got one over me and I knew they were gonna be food the next game because I I knew how to, you know, fucking neutralize whatever the fuck they were doing. <laughs> and and yeah, and, and and they spanked the motherfuckers by twenty. God damn. We you knew it was over with when it was Jalen Brown time. You know what I'm saying? When you gotta rely on Jalen Brown to, you know, to to get you over the hump, G. You know what I mean? The king of shot selection, bro. Like, 90% of what he does is absolutely unnecessary. Like, Jalen, do you need to do this? If he he asked himself this question, he wouldn't make nine out of the ten decisions he makes on the basketball court. And he would that would be a great thing. You know what I mean? Like, it being Jalen Brown time, if it, like, didn't involve him handling the basketball. You know what I mean? Like, Jalen Brown would be maybe the best player in the world if – it didn't involve the actual basketball being handled, dog. Like eight turnovers, so two like a couple of them just absolutely unforced. Like he like he might as well have been butt naked in the gym just handling the ball, losing like a couple of them. Just <laughs> nasty, bro. Just nasty decision making, G. I agree with everything you just said, but the sentence um this about to get a supermax player would be a great basketball player if it wasn't for the basketball. A guy that wants 60 million. <laughs> Who'd be one of the best players in the world if it didn't involve that orange ball that is the most important part of the game? You know what I mean? Taking care of that, bro. You know what I mean? You want 60 million. And you like, like we, we were talking before this with Jackson. You know, he would make a great move and then lose the ball. Yet he'd make a great move and then he'd be like, Jalen, but you forgot the one thing you can't forget. The basketball, brother. You know what I mean? You're not a wide receiver, my guy. You have to, you know, you have to handle the ball while making the move, Jalen. That's important to the game, Mr. I won 60 mil a year. Jesus Christ. Yeah, we ain't running post routes out here, bro. You That's feel me? You, you know what I mean? All the time, Great stutter step, man. But hey, the basketball is over there. Go get it, please. You know what I mean? Your feet and are nobody's incredible. jamming him off the line, though. You know right, what I mean? He's right. breaking man press with zero fucking hesitation. Like, just Bro. straight down the fucking field. Yeah, it is crazy. Every great player has pluses and minuses to their game, but it's crazy to have dribbling be a, a minus on your game. <laughs> like, he's just got to improve his ability to dribble. It was also just like a perfect storm of both unfortunate things and also like smart things by Spo. Like, the Tatum injury forcing Jalen to be 
to do more ball handling than he normally would. Already bad yeah. start. And then I saw the stat that Spo had the Heat switch like 60% of their pick and rolls in this game. And in the first six games, he'd never done more than 50% in a game. It's like, oh, he's so smart. Whether it was the plan going in or is an adjustment after Tatum rolls his ankle, either way, being like these guys are not good ISO players, specifically that guy is not a good ISO player when you have a defense as locked in as the Heat. Jalen Brown is a good ISO player against bad defense, whatever. But going against that defense, it's like, okay, make him make more than one dribble move, and it's going to probably not go that well. And to just make that adjustment combined with the Tatum injury, like all of the the things sort of happening at once just resulted in the worst game I've seen from a second-team All-NBA player in a Game 7 in a yeah, I right. I mean, no, no doubt. I, I have to say, like, I, I do. I do think we have to give Joe Mazzulla some credit. As much as it's been, he's been an easy target to make fun of. But coming back from down three zero, like clearly the way he was managing the locker room had something to do with that. But he did, I thought, f- kind of fall straight into Spo's um, plans by the way the Heat extended that zone out, and the Celtics responded in the second half by putting in more shooters. You know what I mean? And it was like that's what they want you to do. And and then the Heat, like obviously every defensive game plan has a weakness. They were really exposed on offensive rebounding, which once again, Jason Tatum's injury just kind of just happened to play into the way that the Heat drew it up. But they they competed their ass off on the boards with the little dudes trying to, I mean, you're trying to guard the three-point line and then get back and get a rebound. Like, you know, it, it's difficult to do. And I, I was very impressed by the way they covered up their own potential weak spots. But I didn't think the Celtics ultimately made much of an adjustment to that you know what i mean like you could have tried to do almost literally anything else and they just kept bombing and and missing you know it was hilarious honestly they were mixing that defense up a lot too where like if jalen brown's the primary ball handler and it goes from zone to man to zone in consecutive you know like possessions that motherfucker's not going to make the best decisions probably in that situation, you know? He's going to do what exactly what Jalen Brown does, you know what I'm saying? Like, I got regardless this. of the situation, I got this, you know what I mean? <laughs> and so that was really smart. Also, like, we were talking about that zone is not extremely, like, bro, the middle is wide open, you know what I mean? Like, and when it's you were— so extended. And it's so attackable. I mean, like, they're, they're on it's the so line. It's so attackable, bro. You know what I mean? on the line. Yeah. So they're so attackable, they don't have size, and you bring more shooters rather than bringing somebody that can get in that paint and make a move and get to the bucket where there's no, you know, where it's, you know, or 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 or, or, or if they if they you know the, the the zone collapses, you can get out to a shooter. Like make shooting like the release, the release point, not what you're trying to do. Right. Attack the fucking center of that zone, and it's just crazy, like how no, like. Instead of instead of you know attacking the mid center, we're just gonna get more shooters and shoot from thirty feet instead of twenty five. You know what I mean? Like when they extended the zone, they just kept crazy. trying to shoot from further and further over yeah, the top. Whereas it's like with the defense that Heat were playing, if they had made any attempt to get Bam into foul trouble, you know what I mean? In Full, a consistent they, way, like you feel me? What are the what, what are the what are the Heat going to? You saw when Bam came out of the game, it was like. The rebounding was a real challenge. Right. <laughs> I saw so, they asked I don't know. last thing I'll say, last two things I'll say, where they asked Missoula after the game if the team is too dependent on the three-point shot. And he said no. And at which at which he's like citing He was pouting in that yeah, press. Citing numbers before. about the three-point attempts being the most important set in the NBA today. And I think if you actually dove into the numbers, that's probably like objectively broad strokes true. But the mm-hmm. problem, I think, with the Celtics, a lot I'm not the only person to point this out. A lot of people have pointed it out. It's not about just getting volume threes up. It's about getting good threes up. If you, quality, you can get 40 attempts that are all getting. quality threes. I, I'd shoot 70 a game if they were all quality right. threes. But the Celtics were just like, especially when you get tighter and they're not falling, it's like, oh, press the... It feels easier because you're like, maybe you're not having to drive into the paint, having to challenge Bam. But like, that's not... You don't just chuck to chuck. You, it, it needs to be a function of good offense. It doesn't inherently create good offense. Right. And then the other thing is... There- um, which I think Missoula does deserve credit in a lot of ways, but the things he doesn't deserve credit for are A, that, the just like volume shooting point blank, and B, it doesn't, maybe this is on the players, maybe it's on the coach, I don't know. But it felt like in games four, five, and six, maybe there's maybe a part of it's a little bit of a heat letdown, whatever, but the Celtics defense was ratcheted up three to four to five X from the first three games. Yes, mm-hmm, and they could mm-hmm. not, not feel that way in game, in game seven. seven from a right, pure right, effort right, standpoint. Right. The Heat shot making was crazy. Caleb Martin deserves every fucking flower Jesus in the country. Yeah. But like, and they they did all the Heat played great. 
But the defensive, just the from an effort intensity level, so much lower in game seven. In game seven than the three games prior, which that was frustrating. But, you know. I mean, so, they talk so, about... So, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I, I was going to say, so where, where did the Celtics go from here? Because fucking Jalen's up for $290 million. We've got a lot of questions about that guy. And and to be clear, I'm not someone who hates on anybody getting the bag. Get the bag. Like, bro, like, even if I don't think you're a good basketball player, get every fucking penny you can get. Even if I don't think that, that you know, $290 million is is what a championship team should pay for you because you're going to eat up some cap and, you know, fuck that whole shit up. So where are we at with Jalen and the Celtics right now, bro? Jackson, no, I want I want Jackson. I mean, like, what do you yeah, want yeah, the Celtics to do, bro? Like, like, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, are they, are they are they are they blowing it up? I build around Tatum. Or, this is or the what? first time I've I've been like, okay, I'm open to like the conversations about the trade because up until this point, even after, you were actively like like well, after the, you're a clown if you talk about trading because well, I thought that was up true until this for, game. for a while. Even, <laughs> he, even after but the after finals, the game, no, the trade machine was, was he 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 configured a couple different options, you know. After the even after the finals last year, where he looked terrible, when Draymond Green was like, "I'm going to guard him and I'm going to make him go left every time," and he did exactly what he did in Game Seven against the Heat for like three straight games in the NBA Finals. Even after that, I was like, you know what? He's 25 years old. Tatum is 23 years old. Everyone relax. And I still sort of think that. Like, Jason Tatum finished his age 24 season. That's He's so young. The last time there was a player that young to win the NBA Finals was Dwayne Wade, I believe. So, Like, best yeah. player on the team. So, I'm not ready to put the, push the panic button. I think this roster, like, with a couple tweaks here and there, even if you're still building around the two superstar wings, is capable of winning a championship. That being said... The, the the new second apron, all this stuff penalizing teams with multiple, not just max, but super max contracts is a real challenge to build a well-rounded roster around. So I'm not, I'm, I certainly think they need to get a new coach. I think that the fact that they got, they looked pretty embarrassed in game seven makes the firing easier after it was, if they had won the series or if like Joe Missoula was earning some cred with the comeback. Do you, do you think they'll fire him? I, I don't that? know. If, I think it's probably 60, 40. I think I, whether I think they will, I think they should. And then I think you can run it back with making some ancillary moves. Like I think there's certainly ways to cut, to change. You can run it back with the same roster and like, I wouldn't actually be Bro, that I'm bad. Like, yeah. But like, there's some ways you could, you could make some sort of around the, around the edges move. Maybe it's finally time to, package smart and something for a more true point i don't know but i I would be fine doing something like that and i would also be fine with a select few types of trades for jalen brown i think damian lillard is one that people have talked about a lot that he's 32 years old he's not a young small point guard but like if you you have a chance to get damian lillard and pair him with tatum i think it's probably worth doing i think bradley beal is one that i've seen thrown around that someone said paul george i don't know if the clippers are going to blow it up or make big changes but like i would do paul george and that's probably where, like, the list stops. So, like, would I trade him for a select few people? Yes. Do I think they need to trade him? No. I think the I think, thing with... Go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. no. Shit, shit. I done cut you off twice, y'all. Go no, ahead, go ahead, ahead bro. Go ahead, my okay, cool. yeah. I was going to say, I, I think there's, um, there's a couple points that came to light in this series for me. And one is... We uh, there was always you know the whisperings of hey man are we sure Jason Tatum is the best player on this team Jalen Brown sure does carry them a lot dead all that shit this team was never gonna go any further than Jason Tatum would would take them I and I think the other point is that this is a Wings league this has been a Wings league for fucking ten fifteen years now but if you look at you know the the the, the championship teams it's still basketball one on one you still need that wing big combination right you you look at fucking braun ad you look at fucking you know Kawhi uh duncan you look at fucking um you know uh steph draymond who draymond 67 but he, in all functionality he's a big you look at fucking you know bam and and fucking jimmy who are in the finals you look at you know jamal and and, Yo- and Jokic who are in the finals mm-hmm. you still need that inside out combination in this league like like for sure it's a wings league it's a guard driven league but mm-hmm. you still need that inside out presence to to go somewhere mm-hmm. in this league I think the thing with JB is like, I tweeted, I was like, he's out there playing 21. And that's how he plays basketball. We talked about how he looked like he played, like, we talk a lot of shit about John Morant. But John Morant, when we look at John Morant playing basketball, we like, John Morant learned how to play basketball by playing basketball. His feel is great. JB's feel is not good. His feel for the game is not good. He takes, he's good at making bad shots because he takes so many bad shots. You know, that's why you say he's good at that. He's a great, I'm, I'm not saying, I'm not like, he deserved to be second team All NBA. You know what I mean? All star caliber player for sure. But I think when it comes to winning chips and in big moments, it's just hard to play basketball with a guy that doesn't play basket. Like, 
is he's just out there just hooping. Not you know like when he when, like we talked about this on the break. He's great at finishing when he's filling a wing spot, but when he's leading the break, he never passes. You know what I mean? Obvious what he's gonna do. You know what I mean? Forcing a guy left being their Achilles heel, that's not difficult to do, and that's a big hole. You know what I'm saying to have in your game for somebody that you have to pay him that amount of money, and you need him to be good. At the, at the, you know, to the level that we need him to be good. You feel me? So I don't know, bro. Like, you know, this team is much better if they just work on their shot selection, not just taking the first three that comes to them. And that's what they do. The first open three, shoot it. No, my nigga, first good three. You know what I mean? You don't have to drive, give it to fucking Horford, halfway guarded, and he shoots it because he's somewhat open. That's not a good shot. You know what I mean? You can get that at any point in the offense. It's not, it's unnecessary. But um, I still think you need a guy, if you're looking to win chips, that doesn't have these, you know, blatant holes in their game where, and, they're, and, they're, and just so predictable in what they do. When he's doing, when he's playing great, like against the Hawks, you know, early in the second series, he's a, people were saying he's had his numbers were the best. Like, you know, what I mean, objectively, you couldn't, you know, deny that he was playing great basketball. You know what I mean? But when it gets to like you're playing teams that are basketball, professional basketball teams that will send your ass left or put you right. in positions if you it, don't want to be in. It becomes about adjustments and then yeah, the adjustments. Yeah, and he, and he doesn't have those adjustments that can be made. He has one way of playing and that's it. And yeah. it's not the most efficient way of playing, you know? The, um, the, the last thing I'll say, because I know we, uh, we, we've got a special guest coming on we got to get to in a minute, is, um, you know, where I had – to the extent that I had confidence picking the Heat, I was I was concerned about how they would bounce back from Game Six, which I, incredibly impressive the way they clearly did that. But if you just looked at the um, two like locker rooms after the Heat were in disbelief, but their head coach was tweaking to get back on the court, right? And then Great. hey man, it's it's uh, it's it's graduation season. I'm in a lot of high school graduations and shit right now. That's what the Celtics locker room looked like. It looked like the the post graduation after party. Yeah. Jason Tatum's got his arms around Missoula. Everybody's grinning like we fucking did it. And it was like you you just at the end of the day, pro sports the margins are so thin. The team that it, it can't wait to come out and kill you versus the team that is so happy they just pulled something off. You gotta lean on the you gotta lean on the Spo tweaker side of that. <laughs> I told you, bro. Jalen came to that motherfucking post game in his jersey. They was celebrating that motherfucker. They was popping bottles. Dog. He ain't hopping the shower, put on his street clothes or nothing. They was in there throwing a party, dog. He had on his Eastern Conference Game Seven hat. <laughs> <laughs> last, we made it. Last thing before we bring on Liv is I want to just shout out the uh, Amazon Amp chat. It has never been this active. Maybe maybe a couple times more since we're doing this show let me read you a few jackson pack in the air eyeballs jackson's a better man than all of us for showing up jackson jackson showed up very commendable i'm glad he did way to stay 10 toes down where can i get the jackson going home shirt put that man in the dirt put jackson ass in the dirt uh expose him uh so are these people that know you like know personally the, I, oh no, i love listen, that listen, that bro. makes it even better our listeners Shout out you're to the fourth member. You're the fourth I'm, member, G. You know what I mean? Our listeners love Jackson. They just don't like the Celtics. That's for all sure. That. For oh, sure. And, 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 that's why they shout talk shit because they love them. Shout out the Amazon yeah. chat. Bro, right, and right. speaking of shit talking, did y'all hear the story on why Duncan Robinson was talking shit to that Celtics crowd? Oh. No. They said some Celtics fan found out his number, put him in a chat with like 70 other Celtics fans after game <laughs> six and were talking shit to him. So good for Duncan Robinson for getting this shit off right there, bro. I kind of respect I, that. I, I, I know those. Move, yeah, because I know those Celtics fans saw that white man talking shit to him and they ain't know what slur to throw at that man. Right, right, so right. shout out to Duncan Robinson right. for getting this shit off right there. Snow Roach? <laughs> Will that Snow get him? <laughs> Yeah, that's that's tough because Duncan Robinson is everything they aspire to. Right, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. You feel me? Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home services marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled professionals to get the job done well. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects easy. 
We've used Angie at my house. We had some work done. Uh, we had some painting done. We were able to find a bunch of really qualified people with good rates through Angie and pick someone we were really happy with. It was super easy to use the app, super easy to connect with someone. We got the call right away, so we didn't have to sit around and wait. Renters, you can use Angie, too, for moving, installation, or cleaning. Angie has simplified finding help for home projects. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site, you can have Angie tackle your home service projects from start to finish. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com or download the app today. Hey, guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball. We do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, hey, hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have know to do that saying? with everyone you meet? try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but... All right, so what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Angie's list is now Angie. Your home for everything home. Angie doesn't just get your home projects done. Angie gets them done well. With 20 plus years of experience combined with new tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects easy. My wife and I own our house. We definitely have the home improvement bug. Been doing a lot of work on the house lately, and I will for sure be using Angie because instead of calling around, getting quotes from all these different places, like we just had turf put in the backyard. It took me three weeks just to get the quotes. We can pop our zip code and the project we want done into Angie, and boom, we got the quotes for the different contractors who can do the work right there. With over 220,000 pros in our network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job well done. Angie can help you get the best price for your project. Angie has projects that are priced up front and clearly lays out the cost before you buy. Angie has cost guides that will tell you what others have paid for similar projects, both nationally and in your area as well. With Angie, you can request quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps. The pros in our network are locally based. The pros have been rated and reviewed by others in your area who have actually used their services. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the website, you can have Angie tackle your home service project from start to finish, or you can research and connect with local pros for your specific project. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Very excited to welcome on our volume teammate, the one and only Live Moods. I think... One of like two Nuggets fans with media personalities in the whole country. Liv, uh, this is the season of Liv Moody. Uh, congratulations to you and your Nuggets. Yeah. How excited are you for the finals? I'm so excited. I've actually had a really cool sports year in general with TCU going to the national championship. Obviously, they got their asses kicked, yes. but still really cool. Like opportunities for content. I've been able to go to the games. It's been really, really fun. So yeah, us Nuggets fans are coming out of the out of the woods here, and and there's not many of us, but we're here for sure. We're here. Okay, so um, uh, first off, shouts to the blonde. I see you and your Beyonce era and shit. It's a good look. Thank Fire. You. Yeah. Love everyone's it. Love like, everyone's it. like, why would you change your whole identity before the finals? The first ever Denver Nuggets finals. I'm like, shit, does my hair have that much power? I really didn't. <laughs> yeah, we're switching it up. We're switching it up. But 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 honestly, we were we were talking before we started recording. We were like, 
you and HP HP basketball, like the only fucking media folks who are like diehard Nuggets fans, it feels like. Yes. Right. And I'm going to be honest with you. I'm speaking for myself and for the potty. I think a lot of us doubt at the Nuggets here. Yeah, um, my, sure. my personal thing on the Nuggets was I was not, I was never a, a, a joker non-believer, right? I thought he was top five in the world. After this postseason, I will not argue with anyone who says he's the best basketball player in the world. My concerns were, I don't know how you play him and MPJ, those, you know, so many minutes together without having a defensive presence there. And Aaron Gordon stepped the fuck up on the defensive end this, this postseason, right? So I have nothing but respect for the Nuggets. They have been the best team this postseason. So how does it feel as someone who has been believing in them from day one to finally have people kind of coming around on your team and seeing that these boys are really, really legit? Yeah, I mean, it's been really fun, but, you know, don't get it twisted. They've been a mess, and and I've been to the games, and I've been a fan for a long time. I was, like, young when my one of my favorite players was Birdman. I thought he was, like, the coolest <laughs> guy. Like, uh, white and tatted with the mohawk. Yeah. Yeah. So I've seen this Nuggets team through a lot of different eras, and I think that it, it's never clicked. So they've always been, like, a decent team, right? But there hasn't ever been, like, a clicking moment. And honestly, I didn't even feel the click at the beginning of this season. I really didn't feel that way until post KCP Bruce Brown trade. And that was kind of when I started to go, okay, they've got something going here. And I don't, and I'm not saying that whoever, you know, the people that got traded out were a part of the problem, although I think they maybe were a little bit. Oops. Um, <laughs> Come but I on. Do I'm a big, I ain't going to bring up the name, but I'm a big fan. Come on, Jim. Go ahead. Go ahead. I ain't going to go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Do no, your I thing. Won't, I won't name drop, but I, all I know is there was some chatter about, you know, kind of a, a maybe a sense of, I don't want to say entitlement, but there's a lot of good players on this Nuggets mm-hmm. team. And unless you're willing, you're willing to be selfless, mm-hmm. it's not going to work with everything. Like there's so much talent on this roster. And so I don't want to b- play the blame game because at the end of the day, there's a lot of different things that I don't know about conversations that are being had, whatever. But I think this requires a a certain level, like I said, of selflessness, because it's not one of those teams where I, I talked about this the other day, like Nicole Jokic and Jamal Murray, this isn't like a, you know, elite player that hopped from one team to the next to chase a ring like they started from the ground Mm -hmm. up like they were stuck I don't don't want to say stuck with each other but you know what I mean they didn't choose this you know Jokic didn't jump ship and go somewhere else to try to win a championship this is chemistry that's been building progressively over time which I think is why they're so stinking good I mean they're just they've had to work with what they've got Jamal Murray obviously after an insane 2020 performance got injured they were forced to kind of figure things out without him I don't even think MPJ has reached his ceiling yet I really don't I've always said he's great when he wants to be but I don't even think that we've seen MPJ in his like full talent yet so but again it requires him to be selfless if he cared about chasing his own stats we would probably not have a winning record Mm -hmm. so I I just think Post-trade midseason, I think there was a clicking moment, and that was when it really started to become like, wow, this team is great. So I don't blame people for not necessarily being, you know, huge fans of the Nuggets or watching the Nuggets because I don't really feel like anything was super clicking until this year. Yeah. So now they can watch and pay attention. I, I definitely <laughs> realized what was going to happen when – was it like game two of the playoffs that um, Murray had 37 points and it was like – and and literally, and was like like on the verge of tears for the whole post-game interview talking about coming back from being injured. And I was like, ah, oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. Like that's probably <laughs> – that's probably well, the year yeah. it's going to be, you know? <laughs> I think that too – I mean, anytime they come back from an injury that serious too, you always worry about – the the potential of the rust and like what is that going to look like when they return um i think jamal murray and jokic are the best one two punch in the league right now by a mile and i think they've proven that this postseason um yeah it was interesting when jamal murray went out i just felt like there was obviously a massive loss there but there was still a lot of talent it just the chemistry wasn't there and i think jokic and jamal have grown a lot together not just individually and that's been really cool to see and i think that's half of the reason that they're doing so well right now. Just a, just a, just a, just a quick follow up on that cuz I think you're exactly right. But I heard um an interview with Michael Malone where he was talking about how emotional the conversation between him and Murray were after he after he tore his ACL that he was like, "Coach, are you he asked him he's like, "Coach, are you guys going to trade me?" And he's like, "No. Like we're this is our group. We're going to keep this group together. You're going to get better." And then, you know, last year that he basically had been clear to come back in the playoffs, but he just didn't feel comfortable. And then Malone was like, I want you to feel comfortable. We're not trying to blow your confidence up. Like that is 
there's not a lot of franchises left in the NBA that are sticking with the coach through that and sticking with the player through that. You know what I mean? And I, I think there's clearly trust there. There's a lot of trust in this organization. And I think that is massive. I just think we're seeing with this Nuggets team that it's really not just about talent and skill. I mean, as much as we like to think that it is, there's so much more to it. And this Nuggets team, I just feel like they have all the right they have all the right pieces to the puzzle right now. That being said, could they still blow it? Of course. This is sports. And um, I'm a Broncos fan, so I never let myself get excited about a damn thing. But uh, that being right. said, they do have what it takes. So, you know, I'm excited, but I'm like, I'm not going to I'm not gonna get too ahead You're of You're not myself, talking shit sure. yet. I respect that. Yeah. Oh, well, I am a little. But that's all right. Mike Malone has his team thinking they're underdogs. And Michael, it seems, Mike, Michael Malone. Don't, Michael don't call Malone. him Mike. How dare you? I, I don't know. Yeah, this how man. dare you? Is he a chick? Is he a Jones listener? If he's listening, if you're listening out there, Michael Malone has his team thinking they're underdogs. You feel what I'm saying? And it seems like the fans have tapped in. Y'all have been the best team, you know, in the West all year. Do y'all do y'all do y'all feel like that? Even though you know y'all have been dominant. The we believe this year? one seed. The we believe you feel, one seed is. You my feel favorite. me? Yeah. That's why. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm gonna be honest. I don't. I don't know where the hell this underdog shit came from. <laughs> They've been the number one team in the Western Conference all right, year long. Right. But what I think it, I think what it boils down to is, and this is a conversation we've had a million times, but it's the way that the media speaks about this okay. team. It's like, ah. Uh, Good job, Nuggets. All right. Is LeBron really retiring? It's like, what the hell? Like, that's not what the conversation should be about. And so I feel like there's a lot of people that just haven't felt like they can connect to this Nuggets team because there's no there's no appreciation for what they're doing. I think it's like we're kind of in this world of basketball right now where it's like, OK, you've got the watchers that really love basketball and you have the watchers that love entertainment. Yeah. <clears throat> if you want entertainment, turn on Bravo TV or E! News. I don't know what to tell you. This is basketball. And so right now I feel like this Nuggets team is just playing a really good game of ball and they don't have the theatrics and the dramatics. So there's not a lot to talk about. So we're not talking about them a ton. And because of that, I think they feel overlooked. And maybe that's where the underdog mentality came from. I think it's more about being overlooked than it is about being underestimated. Mm -hmm. Although I do think there probably was some underestimation there. And I think that probably stemmed from Jokic conversations because there were a large sum of people that were like, you know, kind of waving off what he's been doing and how great he truly is. Mm -hmm. So it was a nasty. Yeah, I don't, was a, the I don't whole know where this underdog shit nasty. came from. The whole conversation this year was nasty yes. too. And I, I understand them being yes. like, all right, fuck this, you know? <laughs> I think it's more just like a, they've, like I said, they've been good, but it's like, it hasn't been enough. And finally it's enough. And now people are like, whoa, you know, I, I again, that's the comment that everyone says. I didn't even know that Nuggets fans were a thing. I'm like, yeah, we're here. We're just typically we don't have much to talk about most times. So we're pretty silent. But so yeah, I personally, I've never viewed this team as an underdog. Uh -huh. I mean, I don't know how you you, you say a number one seed is an underdog by any. I think we're actually talking about like we're forgetting that this is an eight seed versus a one seed in the final. Right. Like, this is a very we're kind of talking about it like they're on an evil, even playing field right now. And I don't understand it. Now I'm not discrediting an eight seed because they're a very dangerous one, but yeah, it's weird. It's just how we speak. I think it's just how people speak about this Nuggets team that probably feels a little, you know, undervalued if you will, mm -hmm. but I've never viewed them that way. I don't know where that shit comes yeah, from. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, to your point about, about the heat being an eight seed, they're unlike any eight seed we've ever seen. And I think they are the best testament so far to how valuable the plan is because no team has missed, you know, cumulatively more games from their players from their roster than the heat did. Right. And so, you know, they would have been out of the playoffs, you, you, you know, if, if, if we just, you know, stuck to the regular eight and eight seed shit, but you know, they, they played their way in and here they are fucking, you know, Knocking off everybody in the East and, and going up against the, the Nuggets. So, so yeah, I, I mean, I think that's interesting to see. Um, you know, something else that's interesting to me is, is I saw a stat on, on Jokic. I think, I think the, the, the belief that Jokic's food on defense is so fucking overblown. For one, I think he's a solid defender. And for two, I saw a stat that showed that he gets, he becomes a better rim defender in each quarter. And what that shows me is that is a smart basketball player <laughs> who knows his physical limitations, is picking his spots, and it, because he doesn't want to foul out early, and then late in the game he's letting it fly, and he's just you know yep. you know holding his shit down. So 
So yeah, man, it's 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 really been an interesting de- development for for the Nuggets this postseason. Like you said, a lot of people didn't believe in them, but I think a lot of us were like, okay, we know that y'all are regular season monsters. Show us in the postseason. They for sure showed us this postseason. Correct. Prove yourself. Right. Everyone's been waiting for the moment to go. We know Jokic is good. We know Murray is good. Prove it. We live in a ring culture. It is what it mm-hmm. is. If you don't have a championship, all of a sudden it's like, well, you might be good, but you're not that good. Mm-hmm. It's like, so we've been waiting for this moment for them to prove that they can do what they've been doing on the biggest stage possible. And so, yeah, I mean, I, it's so funny. I think I've cracked the code on Nikola Jokic because you talk about how people like talk about how he doesn't play defense, which as a fan, I can tell you sometimes I wish he'd step it up a little bit. And I'm usually coaching him from the living room, telling him to get his shit together. (laughs) I will tell you, I think what, what people get so frustrated about with Jokic is that he looks, he appears to play lazy basketball. But he, what he does is so effortless that I think people are like, how the, like, how, what in God's green earth, how are you able to do what you do? Because he's just kind of got this, like, he reminds me of like Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh. Like, <laughs> oh my God. He's got this, this like, free, like nonchalant, like whatever. And that's not discrediting how talented he is, but I think it rubs people sideways because it's like, You've got guys that are just hustling and they, they're they aggressive. A Bruce Brown gets on the court. The effort is there. The consistency is there. And Jokic is just like, you know, whatever, whenever I'm feeling it, ex- except he's balling on everybody. Right. And I think it's like, okay, we've never seen somebody this good that's kind of like not, not, how do I say this? He doesn't have, he doesn't have the NBA look. Okay, he really doesn't. He's, he's an optical illusion. Like, yeah, he looks like a big he, dopey he, white guy. Seriously. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like, I mean, truly, if you did not pay attention to the NBA and you saw him walking the streets, like, I highly doubt you would go. You, you see people and you're like, that's an athlete. They've got that best player in the world. Right. He's a tall guy that works little- at Starbucks. That's what we'd say. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? So, and I think it drives people nuts. Like, yeah. I really do. I think it's it's frustrating to see somebody so good at what they do. And it looks like they don't care. Yeah. I mean, this is the guy that go- they've had to deliver him trophies in Serb, like in Serbia, because he's out there like riding horses on wagons Respect. and like chilling, chilling with his people. But I think it's so different from what yes. we've seen yeah. that he's not he's not a media personality. He's not he doesn't have social media. He's he still a great really, interview. He's in a great interview. interview. Yeah, he is. Oh, yeah. he really is. He's actually so funny. And I wish part of me wishes that he had an Instagram or social media because he kind of has that Giannis like dad jokeness totally. in his interview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's so fun to watch. But yeah, I just think that he's such a a rare a rare species in this league that I think it just drives people nuts because yeah. he's just so untra- he's very untraditional. Yeah. All right. And I think that is really hard for people. I know you got to get out of here, but I have one last question. I got one is- question too. Yes. Okay. Go yeah, ahead, no, go I'm ahead, good. Go you guys can Okay. Ask me. All right. My question is, um, you know, you were into gambling. Uh, obviously, sports betting is like completely taken over professional sports. You're into yeah. the uh, you're into TCU, historic, memorable, unbelievable season getting the national championship game. You're a Nuggets fan. Nuggets are the we believe one seed. The best basketball player in the world. The favorites going to the finals. It's a two-part question. Number one, are you drunk with power? And number two, what other things do you like so that I can invest in them early? <laughs> drunk with power. Listen, um, something that I'm very proud of is I'm I'm I'll stay humble. I'll talk my shit, but I I like to you know. I like to feel it out a little bit. I'm, I mean, I'm obviously so, so excited for what the Nuggets have done. I think what they've done is great and to be a part of it and to be a fan of it, that plus TCU and the abs last year. So like I've had a really cool little, little year here of sports and being, yeah, I definitely feel like right now on Twitter, I've got some power. For sure. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's so funny because people will tweet at me like I'm on the damn team. Of course. Like they'll be right. like, nice win, live moves. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm on my ass drinking an espresso martini. What are you right. talking You're like, about? Way to, way, to, way to rotate on defense, live moves. <laughs> right, right. Right. Or they'll tweet at me, tough loss, live, tough loss. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, so I definitely feel like there's a level of power that I have for sure because. The Nuggets are just a rare fan base right now. And, and you know, people have already followed me prior to this. And now, you know, they're like, oh, Nuggets, that's kind of cool. And again, they, they act like I'm suited up. So I'll take it. Yeah. I'm fine with that. Like, I'll roll with it and and whatever. But yeah, there's a little bit of power there. And honestly, I don't know what I did. Like, I don't know why the sports gods are blessing me this way. 
But I feel like it's like that moment where you're like, okay, something's gonna shit's about to hit the fan at some point. It's not going to be this good for this long. Something's going south. So smart. I'm remaining humble for now. But yeah, it's been it's been awesome. We talked about the heat being an AC. I'm wondering how mm-hmm. nervous are you like with, with Spo being the coach and, you know, y'all look like a machine, you know, just running like a train running through people. You feel me? But Spo's really good at like finding a weakness in the machine and like yes. mucking it up. You know what I mean? Fucking up some of the cogs in the engine or whatever, you know? How nervous are you uh, facing, you know, this Heat team with, with, with the team, that, the Nuggets team that is obviously way better? You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm nervous. I mean, I'm obviously, like I said, I can talk shit with the rest of them, but I'm I'm fully aware that this is a very dangerous Miami Heat team and Jimmy Butler is very dangerous. But I think we've kind of had a little bit of a break from the Nuggets and I think people are starting to forget just how great fundamentally they are across the board. They don't take don't bad shots. God, they don't take bad shots. Yeah, they don't. Yeah. And, and God bless Bam Adebayo, but he's not doing shit to stop Jokic. I'm just sorry. Big old fact love there. You love Bam Adebayo, right. but he's not going to do shit. I think that we've got MPJ, who's got a size advantage um, in terms of the game that he's going to play. Aaron Gordon on Jimmy Butler, I actually love it. And I think that Aaron Gordon... He kind of is a little selective about when he wants to step up and be aggressive. But if he does, I feel great about that. And Jamal Murray, to me, can hang with a Jimmy Butler. I think that offensively, it's going to be just this three game. Um, Miami, obviously, really, really great from the three in that last game against the Celtics. Will they be that great again? I don't know. After the all-star break, this Denver Nuggets defense was top five in three-point defense. Great guard defenders. Yeah. So I'm... I'm nervous because it's sports and anything can happen, but I am, I, I really am so confident in what the nuggets not just have done right now, but they've done it all year. So to me, it's like, just show up and play your game. Like It is working. They're 12 and three in the postseason right now. Like what they're doing is obviously working. So right now I'm, I'm, I'm going nuggets in five. I think Ooh, that I sweet. think that the Nuggets, Ooh. the Nuggets, and Jason Timp and I actually talked about this. He said, and I agreed with him, that the Nuggets are talented enough to sweep this Miami Heat team, sure. but it feels disrespectful to say that because of what the Heat have been doing. Like when you think sweep, you're like, there's a huge, you know, disadvantage here. And that's not what we're working with. But this Nuggets team is just they're smart basketball mm-hmm. players. And I think that's going to be their advantage. I do think the one thing the Heat has right now for sure is a coaching advantage, but everything else, I lean Nuggets here. So I'm going to say Nuggets in five is what I like. But of course, I'm nervous because shit hits the fan all the time. So who knows? But I'm pumped. I'm ready. I'm ready for some damn basketball. It's only been what, like, Nine day, you got a nine Today. day layoff since for, for the Nuggets God. though. That's tough. All right, I'm, I'm ready to go. Liv, thank you so much for hopping on with us. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. We'll have to have you on if uh, th- if things go your guys' way, uh, or if they don't, so. or if they don't. Hey. We're here no, for we'll, that we'll too. Put, we put that guys, on Jack. We only talk shit to you Jackson. You guys should fly out to Denver and we can go to the parade. <laughs> okay, okay, we can tap in sports party. We can tap Logan, in. <laughs> Logan, you hear that? That's right, Logan. Tap in. Bye, guys. Bye, Thank Appreciate you, you Liv. <laughs> uh, yeah, flies out to Denver, bro. Weed is legal out there and all that shit. My, my people out legal there, weed, too. Craft like beer is my type yeah, of party, Kick bro. it with the fam a little bit. You feel me? Yeah. I always had a great time in Denver. You know what I mean? We could go. I could go meet my second, third, and fourth ever Nuggets fans I've ever met if we get out to Denver. <laughs> so I, 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 I fuck with it. Liv Moose being number one. Um I shit, I, I y'all know I got a little homie on the <laughs> on that team, bro. They they got a parade. I'm I might have to pull up to it. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> one of the one of my favorite nights ever of my life was uh we were covering the NCAA track finals the night that uh Jordan Bell won the title with the Warriors. And so we were just on the <laughs> we were on a big group FaceTime with a bunch of other poly people. And it's like this is the craziest shit I ever seen in my life. <laughs> so I would I would be very down to get out there for the championship parade for sure. Um, all right, well that was obviously most of our preview, but 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 quickly, what uh, what are, what are your guys' thoughts? We got game one tomorrow. Um, I she actually called my prediction exactly. I got Nuggets in five. Mm-hmm. I have nothing but respect for Spo. I have for nothing sure. but respect for the way the Heat have played. But um, both X's and O's, I mean, it's like heart and brain. It just it all aligned on. I just don't see them having it in them to really push the Nuggets in this series. I think the games will be fun, but I think it'll be a decisive Nuggets series win. Um, I got Nuggets in six. I remember when we were doing some playoff previews, 
And I was like, you know, it, there's six game series where you have no doubt in mind the team's going to win. And, and I was like, when the fuck does that happen? I was like, bro, we we just saw that with the Nuggets and, and, and Phoenix this mm-hmm. this postseason, right? I think it's going to be True. one of those series where where I, I I think Miami gets two, but there's no doubt in our minds that you know the Nuggets are the better team and the Nuggets are going to win the series. It just feels so disrespectful picking against any team in this series, though. You know what I'm saying? Like both yeah. of these teams have been fucking remarkable this postseason. It it I find it hard to see. You know, spoiling them not get two. It's difficult. I mean, it could very well be a sweep. I think the Nuggets are that much better talent-wise, and I think this is the first professional basketball team from the players to the coach that they faced. You know, I mean, they're not going to make the dumb mistakes that the, that the, that the Heat take advantage of or have taken advantage of in the last few series. Um, so, and they got you know when like she she brought up like you know you know Murray and 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 Jimmy like. I think Murray got just as much dog in him as Jim, as Jimmy does. You know what I mean? I think totally they can agree. go dog for dog when it comes 35 to 35 points per game in the Western Conference. Fuck you, like, fuck you mean. 20, 26 point fourth quarter or something like whatever, the 23 point fourth quarter. Like, bro, he got it in him. So, I don't know, man. You know, I I, I, I see it, it. It could be a sweep, but I, I would say it's hard to see this this Heat team not get two. So, I'll say 6-2. But like you said, just a decisive yeah. six um, six game series. Jackson. Are you still yes. there, Jackson? Hello. How do you th- how do you think the bo- how do you think the Celtics are gonna do? You got him right in the middle of a bite of a breakfast sandwich. <laughs> he has sausage and and, 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 and grape That's jelly you, coming John. off you're his mouth about, right now. You're talking about yourself right now. What's going on? Here? That's what I'm about to do. As soon as I get off here, I'm making what a breakfast. Did you want to ask me, Mike, something, something disrespectful? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was just saying, how do you, how do you think? How, how are the Celtics going to do in the NBA Finals? <laughs> Trying to win Banner 18. <laughs> Trying to win the sec- their second championship since 1986. That's all the time we got. Uh, we'll have to get to Josh Hart's tweet uh, maybe on Saturday. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's uh, plenty to sure. talk about there. Silly Billy uh, Boys. Hey, but we, we, I think me and Tyler talked about that in the pod prior. You know what I mean? <laughs> I've had my experiences. I can speak I have to. Thoughts. I, have, I have thoughts. All right, I have thoughts too. We'll, and we'll, delicious we'll is one of them. But let's go on to the. If you uh, if if you tuned in to uh, to to hear uh, Jackson uh, do his penance for being a Celtics fan, I, ho- I hope that was everything you were looking for. Uh, we'll see you in a couple days. Bye. 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 Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl, go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.